0: I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Okay. Well, happy new year. Happy new year. I can't believe it's been a month. I think even since we saw each other. Yeah, it's been a month. So we had a nice long catch up before this because we could just talk, talk, talk all day long. Talk forever. But I wanted to actually check in because I know both of us had talked about going into the new year. We like to, looking forward, like we like to write down what are the words that describe how this year is going to feel, if there's any kind of themes or vibes or goals that we've thought of, I think that would be fun to just check in with, but also just how both of us are feeling going into the new year. This is something we talked about before, recording a little bit like what it's felt like so far, but I think that would be really expansive to
1: share too. Yeah. Um, Well, Happy New Year, everyone. And you know, this has been a very strange start of the year for me personally, a lot slower than I've ever had in my entire life taking four weeks off really of doing nothing. Nothing that the world would consider productive. Correct, <laughs> that's it, that's it. Nothing productive, what the world would consider productive. And, you know, and to be quite honest with you, even in my own view, like, you know, leaving your corporate life and that hustle mentality, um, it's kind of been a weird feeling being this slow where every day, I might just be cleaning my house. Or maybe I'll check the email once a day. Um, Or I'm just taking, you know, Mia to swim practice. And it's it's a little bit awkward for me not to hit the ground running Mm -hmm. January 1st with all these massive goals I have in place. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I will say is I'm happy in this time period of my life, this season in my life. Um, that it is a lot slower. I am enjoying like waking up and sending me off to school and saying goodbye to Andy and then, oh, so what should I do today? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is typically a slower period also for the candle industry. So usually January is going to be slow anyway. So I'm really taking advantage of that. And my word of the year, um, I think I have multiple, but I really have one and that is just believe, um, Mm. believe in the possibilities believe that you can accomplish the task, believe that you are worthy of resting as much as you need, Um, believe that you will um, make the money that you deserve to make, and all of those things. So I'm really under that umbrella of just believing this year. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's been such a slow start to the year too. Now, to be fair for me, the last couple of years, it's been that way. (laughs) (laughs) You're already ahead of the game. Just because I... For me, the holidays aren't necessarily restful, and so yeah. after the holidays, I'm like, I need the real rest now, the real vacation, and so it it usually tends to be about mid January that I'm getting back into maybe the the quicker flow of things. Yeah. My words of the year, there's there's a couple like the key ones are magnetic and poised. Oof, love. And I love that Ooh, one those because are nice words. We were talking about hustling hustling and even though like I think compared to the rest of the world I probably don't look like I'm hustling at all yes same (laughs) but internally I am and internally there this first year and a half I can't believe it's only been a year and a half of the crescent I have been so anxious and just like grinding what can I do how can I make this work Um, how can I reach more people and something about I think all of the evocs I did last year I just feel to me this word poised means like I'm not forcing anything anymore I'm like living in such a place of trust and knowing that I'm taking the right steps I've I'm not self-sabotaging anymore Mm. and I don't need to be like sprinting 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 all day long to make things happen. And so it, to me it just really represents not only like am i going through life with like a s- intentionality and slowness and ease and grace and confidence. Like that's kind of what that one word that all represents. So yeah, that's like the big
1: big word of the year. So I think mean, that's beautiful. And there's something to say that trust is a huge factor in our healing process. And then also accomplishing the goals that we want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. We were talking earlier about how it may seem like you're not doing anything to move the needle on the daily basis. But really every action that you're doing, whether that's checking email, that's writing the email, or that is researching, you are inching forward to accomplish whatever is that you want to accomplish. It may not seem that way. And I think for people like you and me I think you're way ahead of the game than I am in terms of the hustle culture the whole thing that it feels weird like oh I didn't finish the task today but actually you did move the needle you really did it Mm -hmm. just it's not so expansive it's not so big you can't see it you can't Mm -hmm. you know feel it but you're actually energetically you are yeah moving yeah
0: it's funny another analogy just came to me because I know I gave you a different one earlier but it's kind of like The little things we do on a daily basis that are like the baseline of living, whether it's just caring for my body, nourishing my body. This is like a big thing I talked about in my last episode. I was talking about like, what are the patterns I, the negative patterns or the limiting patterns I kind of noticed were coming up over 2022 and what were the positive patterns. And for me, a really big one is I noticed that when I get super, super overwhelmed or stressed or low, I kind of abandon a lot of these baseline habits. I and I like my baseline is so much higher than what it used to be. Right. So when I deviate from that, it's nowhere near like to everyone else, it'd still be like, wow, you're living such a healthy life. <laughs> but to me, it's such a yeah. deviation. But yeah. I I I abandon so many of these health routines, caring for myself. I I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not getting my sunshine. I'm not moving my body. And same thing with the business. Like I start to neglect just the daily baseline activities that keep things running. Yeah. So those baseline daily things, it's, yeah, it's not, it's kind of like we're setting up a firework show. Okay. So every little thing I'm doing each day, it's like I'm putting another firework in the lineup. In the lineup. I'm setting it up and when you look around, nothing's happening. There's yes. no fireworks going off. There's no beauty around. <laughs> I'm just like placing it up. And then, but ultimately at the end of it, then one day, like that whole fireworks show is going off. Yeah. And you see, oh wow, like I really was
1: bringing this all together because this fireworks show couldn't have happened. Without all those little pieces, all those little fireworks. Yeah, and I agree with you. And it's, but it's really hard to like almost pare back, you know, um And say to yourself, these three things that I did today are going to help contribute to that massive goal. Mm -hmm. may not seem like it today. You're not a failure because you didn't get the 10 things done. Mm -hmm. But it will press you forward to what you want to do. So I'm in that space right now where it's like it's been just slower. My energy... Is slower to do those tasks, but I'm slowly getting back into it, um, reaching out to new, you know, ventures, or just, you know, starting to put together what I said I was going to do this year on the podcast. What if you in the last podcast, which is to start my podcast, and yeah, and then there's a lot of stuff that comes into that when you say something out loud to the public something that you've been kind of holding back for a while. And now you have to be accountable for the dream that you really want to do anyways. Mm -hmm. So there's been a little bit of, you know, the imposter syndrome, the anxiety of getting it done, the timing. Like if this doesn't happen at this time, oh my gosh, I'm a failure about it. Yeah. So I'm really starting to let go of the timing, how it's all going to work out, and I'm just going to press forward. So I've made some real big leaps and bounds of the weekend, worked on some stuff, and I'll just have to keep, like you said, putting the little fireworks in place. So that launch day, yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, wow, all of those things I did before got me to this point. It made that day possible. Yeah. And I think we,
0: I think especially small business owners, yeah, it does feel like every single thing I do has to be a firework show. Yes. Has to be moving the needle so far forward. And if it's not a firework show, I'm wasting my time. I'm not being productive. I'm not moving the needle, et cetera, et cetera. So that's been really helpful, like a really helpful just reframe of what it it actually is to own a business.
1: And that's funny (laughs) you said that because you are right. Running a small business, I feel like if I'm not doing, 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 I am not. I'm never going to get what I want. When it comes down to my healing and all I've done in the last, I don't know, 17 years, I've never put that much pressure on my healing journey. I'm like every day I'm doing something that's going to make me feel better Mm -hmm. or that's going to heal that trauma or that's going to heal that anxiety or that's going to heal. I have never put that kind of pressure on myself in my personal healing journey, but I sure as hell've done it in my business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that extends to everyone, whether it's just someone who's like oh, I'm really trying to have a different job, have a different career, build a family, like I think that concept applies. Yeah. That there's just baseline daily things that create the foundation. Yeah. But if we're trying to build the Eiffel Tower without the foundation, yeah we're just gonna keep going in these yo-yos where like we make progress, we come crashing down, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay, I am really excited to hear from you because this year, you've never had a year like this in your life. No. Where you're not in a corporate work environment, but it's not just that. So not only like has the dynamic of your life and world shifted so much, it's like, okay, I don't have this thing anymore, what does life look like now? So that's like one thing that in and of itself is such a big transition. And there's probably so many fears, thoughts, all these things that come up with that. But it's also like, not only have I shed this thing, I'm also now like cultivating this big other thing over here that I also have never done. Yeah. So what, what are you like (laughs) feeling going into this year? How, do you have some idea of how you want to navigate that a little bit? What else is coming up?
1: You know, in all honesty, I'm scared. Just scared. Not scared of that I can't do it. Just scared that this will be the most vulnerable I have ever been in my entire life. Because the way I want to approach this podcast and this goal of mine is to really say what I've been wanting to say for 17 years. And you you start thinking, um, who am I? No one cares. And you just stop, just stop. So I have been navigating over the imposter syndrome the last few weeks after I said it out loud and because you and maybe a couple of people only knew that I was gonna do this, or I'm, I want to do this, or I am going to do this. And, but it's been, like I said, it's been such a slow time period. I've been navigating in this whole new life of mine. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, you know, just fear of putting myself out there 150%. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be 45 this year. Oh my God. And honestly, that's like so young. <laughs> I feel like that is so young. <laughs> I'm going to be 45 and, but it's the most like confident I've ever been in my life. Meaning I know my truth. I know my story and I want to let it go. And I want to, I want to tell people and I want to talk about things and I want to have really hard conversations. And yeah, I mean, there's, of course, there's lots of anxiety, but as you have told me, it's whatever you decide to put it out there this year, whether it's next week or it's six months from now um it's time Mm -hmm. yeah it's time
0: in relation to not having the corporate job what are some of the fears that have come up because again i think this might resonate with a lot of people maybe they have shifted from corporate work maybe they're shifting into a small business of their own or maybe they're just pivoting into something else and they're going to be kind of without income for a little bit. And I just think that could be really expansive to hear. Yeah, here are some of the fears coming up, even though I do have a partner who can provide. There's the subconscious doesn't always know that. No, and the subconscious can be telling us a very different story.
1: Well, the unknown is really scary, right? Especially when you have had a incredible salary for so many years and were comfortable with that part. It's really scary to know that that's not coming anymore mm-hmm. and also that there's no going back anymore mm-hmm. as well like i'm not going backwards i'm not going back to the media industry so it's done that that life is done if there's a finale to it there's a death to it I will say I mourned I mean I mourned the first I would say month that I stopped working I really did I mourned I cried my identity yeah like like I was president of this media agency for 15 years 20 years in the industry I grew up in this world and like who was I Mm -hmm. like I was you know originally I'm like oh I'm Diana Mendoza president of Media Latino Inc and now it was not that anymore. Yeah. But I was also CEO and founder of Never Alone Candles. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. I am the boss. I am the boss. So it's more of the unknown of not having your salary anymore. The unknown if what your, you know, business goals and dreams or your new job is gonna work out and still support you the way you want it to support you and your family. The fear of am I worthy of making the same amount of money that i did at my previous career which you know i've been working a lot with you and that's been one of my biggest things but the uh, the fear of unknown is huge right mm-hmm. it's huge you just because you don't know what's going to happen in six months
0: mm-hmm. i want to highlight something you just said though which is transitioning and it's not there's there's different sides of the transition one is this is what my life has looked like for the last 20 years. And the subconscious may just not even have a model of what life could look like not living in that box or not living in that layout of how yeah. a day looks, how a week looks, yeah. etc. That in and of itself is a scary thing. We need to navigate. Let, let's see what's coming up. Fears of the future. Let's see what's coming up there. But the second piece is, yeah, what did that job represent? And it seems like, and I think this is true for all of us, it, oftentimes represents much more than just money oh yeah safety self-worth identity absolutely and when we leave something especially something we've been out for so long it can start to pull at those things and i think again the subconscious goes this thing represents this yeah and maybe it's the only thing i've gotten those from So if I the subconscious starts to go, if I let go of this, I'm going to lose all those things.
1: Yeah. I'm going to lose my identity, my worth, my safety. And when you wrap yourself in that identity for so many years, you start to think that's the only thing you could ever do in your entire life. And that you can never leave that box. And that you can never redefine who you really are or change who you are. And that is the one thing in the last few months is that I have been working on just opening up that box Mm -hmm. like the doors the door was opened and then i have slowly crawled out with tears and shedding that that was 20 years of my life Mm -hmm. it served me Mm -hmm. for those 20 years by the way right i was i worked from home made a lot of money and it served me i got to raise my children all of that but it doesn't serve the purpose anymore now i have to say and i and i know this in my heart and i know this is going to be wild to to hear that my congestive heart failure was meant to happen when it happened because i don't think anything else would have allowed me to leave the way i left Mm -hmm. which was literally overnight Mm -hmm.
0: and by the way just because i i've been a part of this journey you like your your soul, your subconscious, your intuition have been telling you it's it's time, it's time. But five years. The the scared part of us, like the unsafe part of us, the inner child of us was like, It's not safe. I can't leave. I yeah. need this. Yeah. That was And not, I think finally the universe just intervened. Yeah, the inner universe
1: <laughs> totally intervened. And I know that for sure. I know it for sure. My heart is healthy or healthier. I'm it's not hundred percent, but it's healthier. And It needed to happen for me to make such a bold move. I would have never left my company with a zero hour notice. Like Mm -hmm. I wrote an email and I sent back the computer and I literally disrupted everything. Mm -hmm. I would have never done that. If you would have asked me two years ago, how many months of notice you're going to give? Like, oh, I'm going to give them a six month notice. No, I gave them zero. I said, I'm done and I'm out. Yeah. And I've never been that bold in my life, but I also knew this is it. Like this is it. If this doesn't scare you, okay, which you would think that I'd be like the girl with twice had cancer. That you know, like, like that, I can, that is nothing. That, this is nothing. Yeah, this, this doesn't scare you to actually get out of that box and do what you've been wanting to do for all these years. Then I don't know what's gonna scare you. Mm-hmm. So I really took that. I took that as the big. This has been the biggest. Last six months have been the biggest lessons of my life Mm -hmm. about my worth and that if not now, then when?
0: Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, we're saying, oh, what a a box we've been in. And I started to picture it as like, no, this was was a home I was living in. And as you said, it served me. It protected me. It protected my family. And I think maybe the subconscious feels like we're just leaving that home out into the wild to wander the desert. (laughs) But in reality, it's like, no, I'm... I'm leaving this home because there's a new one I'm moving into. Yeah, I'm not like unprotected out in the wild with nothing. Yeah. But the key is to really expand and show the subconscious
1: all of those things. And, and my soul is better. I sit here and I think of all the years of doing therapy and really working on my trauma and all of the stuff that I've been through, the PTSD of cancer and I said, I'm like, God, but my soul is well. Mm-hmm. My soul is well. And, you know, I go back to last week. I told you earlier in our conversation that I was having the imposter syndrome of doing this podcast and everything that entails with it. And I know it sounds really morbid. And I go back to the same question. Y- you could die tomorrow. And you didn't do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I continue to remind myself on a daily basis that, you know, this life is not guaranteed and you have been shown that. So when are you going to press play? When are mm-hmm. you going to just keep going? Put the, start lining up the little fireworks mm-hmm. so that the day of the show, it's all put together yeah. and then you just go. Yeah. So it's, you know, those, I ask myself a lot of the questions and I also tell myself every day I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. I know how to do hard things. Yeah. You know, even with the fear and, and the unknown, um, a transition that I've never, but I, I look back, I'm like, oh, that was a bold ass move, girl. I know. Well, that was now, a now that's a moment you can go back to it and be yeah. like, what would I rather be doing right now? Yeah. This little
0: task or yes. that?
1: <laughs> and that's what I've asked myself. like, I, that is not what I want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it did serve its purpose and I'm grateful for it. But It had to go, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, the universe told me it's your time. Yeah, (laughs) in the most massive way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And just look what it's opened up. I'm just so excited to see how the year unfolds, and as you navigate through some of these other things. But I just think, like, like I said, 45 is so young in my mind. I'm like, you're young girl. Look at what you've done in these 45 years. Think about, you probably have another 40 at least. Well. At least. Let's go. So holy shit. Yeah. How much more can we get done? If, if we don't just say one day, someday, this is a dream. Yeah. And hope that magically it's going to come to pass, but actually go, this is a dream. What is blocking me from getting that dream? Fears and beliefs that I don't deserve it. Fears and beliefs that I can't do it. Fears and beliefs that... I'm, I'm too old. I'm not smart enough. No one cares. All these different things and actually chiseling away at those and clearing those and addressing
1: all the unresolved emotions and trauma, et cetera. And working on those on a daily basis. Yeah. By the way, I tell myself, no one's coming for you, girl. No one's coming to save you. Like it's you, mm-hmm. it's you who has this dream and it's only you that can put this in motion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I have a great support system, but This is my big dream. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked earlier, it's like, I want to do this for myself. Well, right. And
0: just like what you just said there, like, no one's coming for you. One of the things I talk about so often is how we are unconsciously wounding ourselves all the time. And so it's like, even if someone was coming to save you, and sometimes we do, sometimes we need external resources, we need support. But are we there for ourselves? Am I willing to save myself? And who cares if someone came to save me if I was ignoring myself, betraying myself, rejecting
1: exactly. myself? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So tell me about you.
0: Well, I think it's worth saying here publicly <laughs> because people have asked me. Let's do. It. So I did that tryout for the semi-pro team. Found out on December thirty-first. <laughs> starting off the new year <laughs> that i did not make the team and like i was telling you before i i had a probably 30 minutes where i felt utterly deflated i was like i am such a loser who did i think i was oh my god you can't even make a semi pro team like what the heck you know just all these things all the things came up but that's when i Oh, and by the way, I did that thing that I do, which is I convince myself I don't want it anymore. I'm oh. like, uh, nope, done. I don't want it. I don't want to do it. I never wanted it. Anyways. I never wanted it. I, I don't think I really want this. <laughs> and And so I was there, but then I just came back in. It's like the safe self came back in, the confident self came back in versus the scared wounded self. And that confident safe self was like, you're not doing this for recognition. You're not doing this for ego. You're doing this because you love this sport. I mean, I could live and breathe this sport. If if no one stopped me, I would have soccer on the TV 24/7. You're just like my dad. There is such a innocent pure joy to this. Yeah. And and so I was reminding myself that first of all, you not making this team has nothing to do with your worthiness. Your worthiness is inherent and distinct from anything else. Nothing can take that away from you. So let's like clear that out. And secondly, what are the beliefs coming up? Oh, if I couldn't make this team, then I must not be good enough. And story's over. No. So you didn't make a team. So what? Like, you've only been training for a couple months. My fitness is nowhere near where it needs to be. This does not mean, this does not need to mean you can't keep going and you can't pursue this. And by the way, still, what have I got to lose? What have I got to
1: lose? Like, nothing. Nothing. You know? And I go back and I just think... But you did it like you did the big thing that nobody else was willing to do, which is train and then try out. The end result is irrelevant because you did it. You had this yearning and we talked about yearnings, you know, you know, before on the podcast about having this yearning. You've had it sitting in you for a long time, I think. Mm -hmm. And you did it. And whatever you do next with that yearning, you're still going to go and do it.
0: Yes. And again, it's kind of like that piece of my soul that was just like crying in the corner because I hadn't looked at her for five years has come alive again. I mean, truly, I feel so much more vibrant just in life in general. I love that. Just because I'm like going out and playing soccer. And I know, and this is what I have to remind myself is being able to play on a team I mean, it, you know, it's cool to be able to say that, but I know that going to practice every day, training with these girls, having that community is just going to be so utterly fulfilling to the soul.
1: Just that in and of itself. Because it's the process. Yeah. And so think it's about like, that. Like the process is sometimes the most fulfilling part of accomplishing a goal. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I just, one of the things I was reminding myself is number one, I am absolutely worthy of this, but I don't need it. I don't need this to have joy. Yes. I have joy in my life presently because that was like a big fallacy I would fall yeah. into is you know, when I have this, then I'll feel blank. If I could do this, then I then I'll feel blank. So, not stuck on that anymore. Um but yeah, that that was like a big thing because it there was like, you know, 2 weeks off with Christmas because holidays and family and blah blah blah, but the first two weeks of the new year, I was still, I wasn't exercising or, you know, going out and training. Now I'm back into training and kind of like refocused and retargeted again for some tryouts that are coming up in like March, April. Yeah. So I feel, I feel good about that, but it's kind of, um, I hope you're proud of yourself. I am proud of myself in the podcast, in the solo episode I recorded last week, I was like, you know, cause I did the Evox every week last year yeah. and holy shit did I clear yeah. a lot. And the person I was a year ago to the person I am now, like the, the core values are there, but just the blocks that have been shed. And I just remember thinking, I, I said in the episode, I just like, I look back at that girl and I just am so grateful she did that. And so it's kind of like I know it's so cliche, but what will my future self thank me for? But it mm-hmm. it's so different to like be the future self and be looking back and like, holy shit, I'm so glad I did that hard work. And that feels really, really amazing. But I think on that note, clearing so many of the unresolved wounds and trauma and limiting beliefs has helped me step into that place of poise, of trust trust not the frantic desperate
1: urgency. Oh my gosh, can we talk about desperate energy? <laughs> yes, please. Because I have to say, of everything, desperate energy is the most detrimental thing that you could do to yourself in your whatever that you're doing, your goals dreams. When you go into something with desperate energy, nothing is going to go well. I think
0: this just kind of came to me. I think just desperation in general. And by the way, like we're all there. Oh, Whether it's desperation in relationships, in, in business, in trying to get clients, in work, in family matters. All of it. But what I really think is if there's desperation present, it's communicating that you have some kind of limiting belief. Because the subconscious is going, If I can't get this, then blank. Yeah, And so I think that's like a really good metric to ask yourself if you're feeling the desperation, what is the limiting belief I'm stuck on?
1: That's a really, actually, I'm going to use that one. Because I think so too. (laughs) That's that's when, when, and I can, by the way, and I can acknowledge I'm in a desperate mood right now. I'm literally living on desperation. But I never sat there like, okay, where is this, where is the limiting belief in the desperation? Because the desperation is if I can't get this
0: thing, then blank. Yes. So what is that? Do you, can you identify that right now? Well, for me,
1: it's, you know, the desperation of making my, all my businesses work. And the lack is of course that I'm not worthy of earning my six figure business on my own. Mm
0: -hmm. So what is the end of that sentence? And there might be multiple sentences, but it sounds like one of them is, I have to make these businesses work. If these businesses don't work, then it proves I'm worthless. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I'm worthless. I'll
1: lose everything. I'll Or lo- safe, like something around safety. Really, it's about my identity. Okay. Um. That I wasn't worthy of leaving my corporate life hmm. to do my own thing. That how could you think that you could survive cancer, heart condition, and then act like you can make half a million dollars a year now. Um, you know, I tie a lot of that together. You know that. I've been yeah. tying those two together for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't deserve more because I have already been given more in life. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I work on on a daily basis. I, I am so much better now than I was two years ago. But yeah, and then and then when I work on Desperate Energy, there's no trust there. Yeah. There's no trust That everything that I am doing will come in some way or form uh, to be true.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, but I can identify when I'm going to, I can, like I can wake up and tell you, oof, I am only working on Desperate Energy. This is, I'm, the lack is big. Yeah. So I, I can recognize that, but I think it's hard to work through it in the moment Mm -hmm. I can recognize it but then Mm -hmm. I'm like "Mm," and I'll stay there for a little bit
0: yeah yeah I'll stay there
1: I'll stay there for the day yeah yeah I mean
0: and look if you're only there for a day like that's pretty good yeah I'm there
1: there (laughs) typically for a day (laughs)
0: I'll cry it out that's pretty good you know we don't it's you know we don't need to be like desperate energy boom here's the problem boom solved you know because that's I'm there
1: for a day because it's and it is and it's all about the limiting belief that I'm not worthy enough to change my life
0: Mm mm-hmm But let's, can we follow that even another step? I'm not worthy enough to change my life, therefore blank. Like if I'm really not worthy enough to change my life, then what? What does that mean for me? That I will never have my dreams. You said something earlier though, which is like,
1: what did you say? I'm not good enough or. I just was not good enough to change my life and that I wasn't um, the powerful woman that Okay, Everybody right sees me. As.
0: and 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 I think though, correct me if I'm wrong, let's see if this hits. I'm not the powerful woman that everyone sees me as. Okay. So why is that a threat? Because there might be a deeper belief that people only love me because of the powerful woman they see me as. And if I'm no longer this powerful woman, will I lose their love, their affection, their friendship? Does that resonate or yeah, is it something
1: else? It kind of resonates. Well, there's also that part of I've been a very prideful person my entire life, right? I was a single mom. Nobody thought I was going to, you know, be successful because I was a young mom at 22 and I wasn't going to finish college and I wasn't. And I've been proving. I've been proving a lot in my life. It's mm. a lot of proving. I'm going to prove you wrong, prove you wrong, prove these people wrong. And there's a lot of proving. So- Part of it goes back to...
0: Oh, okay. So if I'm not this powerful, successful woman, I'm proving them right. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah. we've just got
0: to start to let that go. That like, it's not binary. It's no. not black and white. Like no. either I am her or I'm not her. Yeah. And these are the criteria that make me powerful. These are the criteria that make me whatever Whatever the opposite is. Weak, you know, and rebellious, insignificant, yeah. et cetera.
1: And that I, you know, that I... I'm not smart enough to create something successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You've got a lot to clear this year. <laughs> I'm about to clear seven We <laughs> as do we all, my God. I, I mean, there's so much more I'm excited to chisel away at. Yeah. And I think it's funny because sometimes when I talk to people, I think this might be like a good place to close it out on. Sometimes we look at healing. I think especially emotional healing as like, when will I be done? Oh yeah. You know, when will I be done with the emotional (laughs) healing and people want, it's like they're entering a race. Okay. Where is the finish line so I can be done with this? And it's funny because I, I, for some reason, I don't know why I never had that perspective, even as like a little, little kid, I was like so excited to, you know, dissect myself and understand myself and grow, grow, grow. I mean, that's what a crescent means. It means continual growth. But when we can shift out of that, that there is some magical end point we're trying to get to, I think that helps take
1: away a lot of the urgency. Yep. And a lot of the desperation.
0: And a lot of the desperation because what is the limiting belief attached to that desperation? There could be many, but one of them, and I think one of them that's very common is once I get to the finish line of emotional healing, then I'll be happy. Yes. Rather than I can be happy today, and I do this emotional healing to foster even more joy,
1: even more peace, oh, even more alignment. That's beautiful. That's a good affirmation actually. Yeah. I love it. I love that too.
0: So that's what we're doing this year. We're we're releasing yeah. more and more. We're just continuing to release unresolved wounds, repressed emotions so that we can have even more joy, even more peace, even more alignment because they're not finite. Nope. Like it can just keep growing. It can just keep getting better and better. There's no finish line to emotional healing, but there's also no finish line to joy and peace and alignment. So just fucking run because there's only going to be more. Like the tank is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what I get excited about.
1: Me too. I mean, I feel like every year I start to unpeel and unpeel and get deeper and deeper and find like more things to work on that in the moment they're scary. And the moment like, oh, my God, I still have a lot of things I need to work on. Mm-hmm. But I know that that's part of the process and part of the year. And every year it's just going to get to that point where I'm like, OK, we we, we we resolved a little bit of that one. But now we got to dig a little bit deeper because things do come up. Little things that, like you thought that didn't bother you. Mm-hmm. But they really do. Yep. And I, by the way, as you get older, wow you start to remember things (laughs) and you're like yeah that really affected me in my life and that has you know like just like I just told everyone my pride of when I was a single mom that has been on me for a long time and trying to prove my worth because I was a single mom Mm -hmm. and all these years that's exactly what I've been doing earning earning yeah turning. but it's gonna be a wonderful year
0: oh my gosh it's gonna be so good can't wait so fun happy new year everyone Happy new year